Welcome back to this week's episode of The Rundown. You will be listening to this Tuesday morning. Instead of Mondays, our producer slash editor was on vacation. So we had to postpone it today for him to get back because if um, if Craig does not put together these episodes, they don't come out. <laughs> we don't do the technology side of things. But we are here this morning, myself, Kayla Jones of The Money Barrel, and Casey Allen of BarrelRacing.com to bring you a lot of information about the world of barrel racing. Casey, who is bringing us this episode to our listeners this week? Okay, so this is a fun one. This episode is brought to you guys by our Watson Boots as part of our Women in Rodeo Month campaign. That is a collaboration going on between BarrelRacing.com, the Team Roping Journal, Breakaway Roping Journal, CavRoping.com, the Money Barrel, the Score, the Breakaway Breakdown Podcast, kind of all those brands coming together. And then R. Watson is our presenting sponsor for the month. We're talking about everything, women in rodeo, um, female ropers, female barrel racers, females outside of the arena that have made a difference in the past, present, and some of those up and comers. So just be sure to be on the lookout for the R. Watson logo this month. And we also have Main and Tail and Resist All bringing you guys articles. So just a ton of content rolling out this month and we are excited. This is part of it. Go take a look. I saw, wasn't there an article, Casey, about like the amount of ProCom entry fees, barrel racers and breakaway ropers. Like I think it was in 2022, it was like almost a million dollars worth of ProCom fees that the, the girls in rodeo contributed. Like that is crazy. Yeah. Up to 40%. That is insane. Like our entry numbers are just so big (laughs) and it's cool to always see, you know, um, Chelsea had an episode with Pam Minnick about, you know, her calling the team roping and, um, equal pay. We've had a really cool episode in the past with Charmaine James and how she talked about how equal pay for barrel racers came to be. And that content is just really cool. So if you want to go take a look, go to barrelracing.com and scan the last month's worth of articles and you will be able to be caught up on that. All right. We have a lot to go over this week and we're still going to try to keep it to our 20 minutes or so timeline. Um, So I'm going to ramble off first and then Casey is going to bring us all the rodeo knowledge. One thing, you know, the past couple weeks, Casey's heart is really in the rodeos. My heart is really in the fraternities a lot of the time. I try to, I like to dabble in the rodeos. Um, but th- we missed some really, really great open races. So I wanted to recap those a little bit. Um, first off, a reminder, Top Shelf Breeders, their big event in Fallon, Nevada is October 26th through the 28th. And those entries close on Saddlebook on October 10th. I saw that and I thought that was a worthy reminder. They have a 300000 minimum payout fraternity derby slot race open for all those West Coast incentive horses in that top shelf breeders. So um, October 10th, the entry's in there. Then um, two weeks ago was the extreme barrel race in Nampa, Idaho. And I wanted to go over it because after I was reading the stories, I'm like, gosh, this is a good one to recap. Um, One, the Extreme offers some phenomenal payouts. They have a $268,000 payout for their open. It's a multiple day race and then it rolls into one payout, but I'm pretty sure they have daily payouts. Um, You know, it's, it's a race, no 
qualifications, no nominations, just high paying. I think the entry fees um, range between $125 to $500 at these races. And they also have many millions events and side pots like throughout the nation. So if you see that extreme brand, take a look there. Their next one is in Las Vegas, November 3rd through the 5th. Um, and then they're going to have a big Texas Texas extreme in April. They used to have a week-long event in Salina. Then I think it moved to Nevada. Now they're kind of moving it around, which is really cool. But what I wanted to go over um, was the winner, Lindsay Schultz. She was first and second overall, because like I said, it's a one payout for uh, up to three runs. And it was a standard pattern. It was a, she ran a 1686 and a 1698 on her 15 year old gelding, Mr. Two Judge. And I, she was third the first day. And I thought this was just really cool because we all know Lindsay's super freak of a mare, Miss Edie Stinson. I mean, we've watched her win the Ruby Buckle this year in the Open. Um, multiple fast, fast 16 second runs on a standard pattern, arena record setter. Um, and she had a freak accident just a couple months ago and is retired from competition. And I can only imagine how hard that was. Um, but Lindsay cracked out this weekend and she's had Mr. Two Judge on the trailer. But Mr. Two Judge is a half-brother, actually. Um, they're both out of the Judge Cashmere, Judge Two Cash. And to see her win, she won over like $19,000 at this race. On the half-brother to Miss Edie Stinson after that accident and just like come back and be able to accomplish that, I thought that was really, really cool. And I wanted to recap it. Insane. Yeah, I mean, talk about... <laughs> and it's a... I think it's a 5D, um, but for the amount of money that they have, like, it's just a really good opportunity. And, you know, we have a lot of people that don't want to play the incentive game, um, don't want to be caught up in the fraternity game, but still want those big payouts. So if you want to look at the extreme races, go there. Um, we also had the Blitz up in North Dakota um, two weekends ago and Maggie Polancic in Puff. Imagine that one both days. Um, they've come back really strong after Puff, also known as Ain't Seen Me Yet, came back from an injury um, that was really severe, actually, and she was out for over a year. So it's always good to see them win. Um, the Blitz also was the divisional circuit finals for the Badlands. And our great friend Nikki Hansen won that and won the year end and the Badlands gave out amazing coats like you should see the picture of Nikki it's like this big old wool furry coat and I just loved it um but that same weekend was the Jody Motley Memorial down in the Mountain States in Loveland and they also had the divisional circuit finals so I just wanted to touch base on that Kelly Yates won the Mountain States um DC finals but the DC finals is just another avenue of the WPRA. If you want to go to, if you win 1D money at WPRA approved events in your circuit, you can qualify. Most of these circuits do a fantastic job at the year end. Great awards. I mean, we got at, at our DC finals, I think I got like blankets and buckets and the girls do a gift exchange and 
uh, jackets and over and unders and bridles. I mean, it was so cool. So a lot of the circuits do a really great job of that. So if you're a WPRA member and go to those WPRA events, um, just remember you can qualify those. And so the divisional circuit finals are kicking off now, as are the main circuit finals, which will be highlighted, you know, over the next couple months. Okay, you're almost done listening to me. Um, the last event that I wanted to go over before we dive into the fraternity and rodeo side of things was the Today's Horse West Fest that was up in Rapid City just this past weekend. It is a phenomenal event. I didn't get to go this year, but I went last year. They have 20000 added to the Open. They have a 7500 added fraternity. They have a huge youth in youth and open slot race, um, all the side pots you can name, Future Fortunes, Diamond Classic, Royal Crown, Pessy, you name it. And one of my favorite things about the event is they run the Faturdy and Derby Thursday and Friday, and then those contestants can run their open horses that night so they can come, run, get out of there. And then they have Saturday and Sundays open, which they still had 300, 400 runners both those days after running two or 300 head the previous days. Um, Sam Flannery swept the fraternity on She's Lucky and Smooth, uh, a fraternity colt by Lucky Wonder Horse. She won both goes and the average. And Sam has known that that horse has had the talent to do it. But just like, you know, everybody, they've just had kind of problems come up and have to battle it. So it was cool to see her get that win. Um, Mackenzie Gendersee. Sorry if I messed up your name. I'm sure people will text me. Like our Cody Hornbuckle sent me after I butchered Tiffany Akamazo's last name. Um, told me, hey, this is how you say it. So Mackenzie, if I messed up your name, I apologize. Um, but she won both rounds and the average of the Derby on Show the Fame. And they've won a ton of money in that arena. Like they always win there. If you see Mackenzie entered on that horse, they won that big mega buck slot race back in August for like 8,000 that they put on there. But she won both rounds and the average of the Derby there. And then, like I said, it's just another great open. They had six or 700 horses running each day. The first go, um, actually very end of the open that day, Kelly Conrado comes out on a nine-year-old Woodbridge gelding EMW Buzz Lightyear to run the fastest time and win, you know, a little close to $3,500. And then of course, Maggie and Puff um, made two super great runs over the weekend too. I think she was second the first day and won the second day. So just wanted to touch base on those open events. Um, you know, sometimes I think we see things on Facebook about everybody just wants incentives or whatever. And like, there are some really, really great open events going on as well. Onto the rodeo sphere. <laughs> Onto the rodeos. We'll, we'll go rodeos first, let you talk, and then we'll circle back to Ardmore. First off, I want to talk about IPRA News. I've been following what's going on there. Uh, they just finished the Festival Western Day St. Tite, and the first weekend was a Canadian Cup, so it was a very limited entry. Um, end up being all barrel racers from Quebec, and Kim Picard picked up the win there. And then the second weekend is the biggest weekend. It's biggest IPRA rodeo of the year. And the world standings leader, Julie Plorde, um, it's Plorde Plorde. I always say those French names wrong. Um, she actually got the win there and it was cute. She made a post with Tiani Schuster. Um, a lot of people don't realize Tiani Schuster has been up in Quebec a lot before she kind of came onto the pro rodeo scene. We were all running against her up there. Um, so it was cool to see her back up there. 
Um, turns out that Tiani has mentor, mentored Julie a lot. So she put a thank you post that she was grateful to be in the short round, grateful to be running against someone who mentored her. Um, and she actually now has over $55,000 won on the world standings. So between the IPRA rodeos and the WCRA rodeos that she's capitalized on, um, $55,000. And then the number two lady in the IPRA now is a rookie, actually. Her name's Emily Stiles. She's from Plymouth, Indiana. She's won a little bit over $28,000 on the year. And her aunt is Rhonda Casey, a Great Lakes Circuit cowgirl. She's won a lot in the Northeast. She's a trainer. She's got a stallion. Um, I'll get more information on him next week, but just thought it was fun to see those standing shuffle. Um, the cutoff actually in the IPRA is over $13,000 to make the IFR. So it's gotten pretty salty this year. Um, and then on to Pro Rodeo News. My goodness, things are getting interesting over there. Do you want to go through this week's results first, or should we get into the Sioux Falls? Yeah, no, let's go this week's results. And the one thing that I thought was crazy is usually all the rodeos that I feel ran this past weekend are usually the last weekend. Like these are the rodeos that make the difference. And so it's like we have kind of the end of the regular season rodeos, see what happens there. And then, you know, we go into Sioux Falls, but to see Omaha, Poway, San Bernardino, Stephenville, like usually those are the last ones. And uh, the NFR girls were still going for it. Yeah, it was intense. And also I was at Stephenville this weekend and everybody was talking about how great the ground was at the new arena there. They put an outdoor arena in. I know ground's been a hot topic for you lately, especially um, but Colton Dugan was the man there. All the barrel racers were talking about how amazing it was. I mean, first time in that arena, first barrel race slack. They were coming out and running 17 O's on a standard. So, and a 16, a couple 16 nines, Sissy won one of 16 nines. So the ground was rock solid. I was there during the performance. They drug before the barrels and halfway through. It looked amazing. So just really fun to see a new arena have a good story come along with it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and last perf. Brittany pops out, imagine that, with a 16-6 on Titan. Like that, you can't ask for a much better year as a first-time outdoor rodeo than to be able to offer that type of ground. Heck yeah. Um, and then, so as far as things go, I, I won't get too into the nitty-gritty of where girls won at which rodeos. Just know that they were winning. Um, we'll have all those full results posted on the website. But something that I found interesting is after this weekend – with Sue Smith having a good weekend on Dash's Centerfold's offspring that you've talked about in the podcast with her. Um, is his name Hef? Yep. Okay. She was running Hef, so she went a little bit this weekend, but she is now over the $100,000 mark, um, as is Summer Coastal, who won almost $4,000 this weekend. So now in the top 15, we officially have 15 girls over the $100,000 mark on the year. We were both wrong on our predictions. <laughs> we, uh, we were, <laughs> and it's only going to go up from there uh, with, you know, so many going to Sioux Falls this weekend. So what, what a record breaking year for barrel racers and rodeo. Yeah, it's insane. So where I have it right now, the bubble's going to be at Paige Jones at 100,147. And then Ashley Castleberry and Kelly Allen, which we're going to talk more about Kelly in a second, because she's, it's not over yet. Um, Kelly came out and placed at Spring Hill, Louisiana, and then Ashley picked up just a couple small checks at those Texas rodeos. So they're at $86,000 for Kelly and eighty-five dollars for Ashley, respectively. So they're going to have to make it up 
at Sioux Falls, about $15,000. But how about that plot twist with Kelly Allen getting into Sioux Falls? Yeah, that was one. We kind of had an idea, but you know, you don't ever want to say anything until it's for sure. Um, I talked to Kelly that night that entries had, were about to close. And um, actually, Lisa's daughter is getting married. So Lisa is safe. She's making the finals. And so she did not enter, but I thought it was really cool. Lisa reached out to Kelly and made sure like, Hey, enter. Like, I think I'm not going to go make sure you enter. So you get your chance. Um, and I know Kelly was super appreciative of that. We had talked last week about how Kelly kind of said, Hey, my season's ended. Like this hit barrel at Abilene cost me. Um, and it's not over until it's over. So going into Sioux Falls, we're going to have Brittany, Tacey, Emily, and Jessica Rudier from Puyallup. Um, they were the top four there. And then the standings um, from the points for the playoff tours drops down. You know, we, we skip the girls that didn't go to Puyallup. Um, that was one of their ground rules. And then we dropped down one more from Lisa. So Wenda Johnson, Haley Kinzel, Summer... Ashley Castleberry, which is outside the 15, Stevie Hillman, Sue Smith, Paige Jones, and Kelly Allen. They all get in and they are, I think most of them are going to be headed up to Sioux Falls on Tuesday. So Tuesday, Wednesday to get ready. Um, does the first perf kick off on Thursday, I think? Thursday. Yep. There's one Thursday, one Friday, and then there's an eight man round top. So top eight go to Saturday. And then there's that top four shootout. It'll kind of look like Pialip at the end. Okay. So, and that's where that $25,000 grand prize is. Um, but it's not super top heavy loaded. There's there's good payouts all the way through. We've got those listed also. Yeah. So everybody gets to run on Thursday. The rounds pay $10,000 to win it. It goes $10,000, $7,500, um, Everybody gets two chances. So you said they have to make up $15,000, like totally doable and the rounds. And then the top eight on the average go to the semifinals on Saturday. So the eight of the girls get to go again. Um, they all run in that third perf. And then fifth through eighth place get $2,555.55 each. Um, so if you make it to that, that semifinals, you at least get a paycheck. But then those top four are going to have to come back again for that, you know, doubleheader shootout type of format these rodeos seem to like. Um, and that's where the real big money is. 25000 to win it, 19000 for second, 12000 for third, 6000 for fourth. So if they make that, they at least got 6000 in the bank. And that is going to decide who makes our NFR, which... It's hard. I want them all to go. I want all 17 girls <laughs> to get to go. Um, I thought it was so neat that Lisa was kind of giving Kelly that extra push too, because for anybody that doesn't remember, Lisa was kind of in the same boat last year. We, we didn't have Sioux Falls at the end, but Lisa was flying in teeny tiny planes that she didn't want to be flying in and driving all across the country. She had horses in different place, different places. Um, she pulled out this great run in Stephenville that clinched it. A year ago so i saw that memory pop up with the TikTok from that run and i was like man that's just that's such a lisa lockhart moment like comes full circle and now she's not that you know we're not saying she's like rooting for kelly more than someone else we're not saying that but just that 
she cares about those girls and knows what it's like to be in that position. Absolutely. And didn't you say you saw Tacey actually ducked off to college rodeo this past weekend? Oh, yeah. So Tacey just casually went up to Marshall, Missouri. Um, she rodeos for the University of West Alabama, and she 180 the college rodeo up there. So that means she won the long round. You get points for the rounds. Um, she won the long round, won the short round, and won the average on Bud. And then her sister, actually, her older sister, Jaylee, is a year older than her. And Jaylee won third overall, got 140 points. And she also rodeos for the University of West Alabama. So, you know, just making college rodeo moves, getting their education and their free time. There you go. She she knows she has two so. falls made. She pretty much has the finals made and um, going for it. I think I saw something. I don't know if we have much more to say with the rodeos, but with Brittany winning Stephenville, I think she's within $1,000 of the record of the year, $800, something like that. Like really, really close. So basically if she, whatever she wins in Sioux Falls, I have a feeling she'll probably win something. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have some records to talk about next week and coming up with the finals. Yep. Any, any of those checks at Sioux Falls, <laughs> she could take last hole in a round. Absolutely. Anything else on the rodeo side we missed? Man, I don't have a, a lot. I'm sure there's little things that I missed. There were some circuit girls that did outstanding. San Bernardino paid a lot out in California, but a little bit of movement in the rookie race. Callie McCall's still number one, but we saw Laura Moat have a good weekend in place a little bit. So we're just watching to see how all these things pan out in the circuit rookie and world standings races. Five more days. Yeah, I think I, you know, th looking through it, Winda, Summer, Sue, Brittany, Sissy, Jordan, Kelly, Alyssa, Paige, Ashley, Emily, and Stevie all picked up checks for the last week. So they're nobody, nobody is giving it a break. All right. Well, and Sissy said she was prepared to play some defense. She was like, I'm not in Sioux Falls. She sent me a run from Stephenville. She's like, I got to win every cent I can. Yeah. I mean, and she did. She had a fantastic run there in Stephenville. And um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be good watching this next week. Um, we'll wrap up with Ardmore and the fraternity world of things. Um, Ardmore has that big 20,000 out of fraternity. They have the 150,000 blue collar breeders kind of like their main event for their incentive that we've talked about before. Um, and the star of the show was another ain't seen nothing yet. Um, nothing but talent. And John Ressler, talk about just like putting it out in the universe and naming your horse that. I love it. Um, nothing but talent. He won the first round of the Blue Collar Breeders and won the average. He won the average of the fraternity. And I think they took over home over $72,000 for the two runs. Um, the average at Ardmore paid $4,800 paid 6,600 for the round in blue collar, but the, the biggest money in the blue collar they have in the average, they have $40,000 paid out to the owner, which is two high dollar ranch. And then $15,000 goes to the breeder, which is Brittany Betts. So, I mean, what a cool incentive. This incentive is really kind of formatted for those top elite fraternity horses. That's where a lot of their payouts are. Um, but you know, uh, John in Nothing But Talent, they placed early, early in their year in the Oklahoma City sweepstakes, I think, or that that race. And then, um, you know, 
it was some phenomenal runs. So cool to see them win. I always love to see the Ain't Seen Nothing Yet's win. Sharon Hall and Hello Stella were out there. They were the reserve derby champ, and then they won the American contender. Um, at some point when we're not recapping the end of the season, we'll have to dive into the American and kind of see how that is progressing and what people need to do with, to get there. Yeah, we'll we'll do that next. Um, and then the Derby was won by that ridiculously fast Cat May Flash. And I'm going to let you say the name because I will butcher it. <laughs> Brianna Holupsic. Okay. In Cat My Flash. <laughs> Didn't they run like a 16-6 at the Pink Buckle last year? Like this horse is just... Mm -hmm. At Pink or Ruby for sure. So fast. This was actually the first run this horse has made since like the July 4th rodeos. Comes out, wins the Derby. Obviously the Derbies at any of these things are stupid, stupid tough. So, um, you know, that event wrapped up and now we're kicking off next week uh, with the Pink Buckle. Is that right? Is Pink Buckle already next week? Yep. Sure is. I'm like, oh, I have to drive back down there. Yep. That is that is next week. All right. And then the Rodeo in North Carolina also for the WCRA. Perfect. So we got some big events coming up, lots of opportunities. And thanks for everybody for listening to us. We'll be back next week with more. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>